Hi, and thank you for listening to Next Level Medical Assisting. Uh, This podcast is all about medical assisting and how we can be better, more efficient, and more patient-oriented. It will be positive and supportive, bringing together medical assistants and other clinical staff to be able to lightheartedly discuss medical assisting and related areas while exchanging ideas for how to be a better MA, such as compassion, detail-orientedness, staying professional, avoiding complacency, etc. There will be no politics or controversial topics here. Now for the legal stuff, the views and opinions stored and shared in this podcast are my own and are not endorsed by or representative of my employer. In addition, I am not a licensed medical professional approved to give medical advice. The information in this podcast is not in any way intended to be medical advice. Always seek the help of your physician or another qualified medical professional for any medical questions or concerns. Hello and welcome back to Next Level Medical Assisting with me, Zach, your host. Uh, this is going to be uh, the end of season one, so season one, episode ten. Uh, it's been a great season. It's been a good time, and as part of this episode, we're gonna we're gonna actually call it the season summary and, and my reflections on on this podcast journey. And so it's kind of a, just an overview of what's happened. I'm gonna wing it a little bit here, uh, just to kind of review on, on what's happened. And so, first off, I want to say thank you so much to everybody that has took time out of their day to listen. I'm so grateful for the support, and I'm so happy to know that it is having a positive effect on other medical assistants. That's that's really nice feedback to hear. I appreciate it. Anytime somebody can take their time out of their day, even just to give me, even if it's just constructive feedback, whatever it may be, to know that they listen to it and are enjoying it, uh, I appreciate that. It helps me, uh, you know, have motivation to go forward and do do further episodes. So thank you. When I first started thinking about uh, initiating the podcast for medical assisting, I had a lot of hesitation. And so I wondered if anybody would listen to such a niche topic as medical assisting. I mean, just because I'm passionate about it, how many other MAs would want to go home and listen to a podcast about being an MA when they've been doing it all day and maybe very likely don't want to you know, hear about it or talk about it. And I wouldn't blame them. I mean, that's, uh, you know, it's a lot for a lot of people. It's not something they want to go home and listen to. And, you know, hopefully the intention here is to get better at it. But nonetheless, we all have families, we all have lives. And sometimes, you know, it's nowhere near a priority. And so I had some other questions, you know, would my employer be okay with me doing this? Uh, and luckily, you know, they were, uh, this is done completely separate from them, but I did check with them and they didn't really have an issue with it, which was nice because I'm speaking for myself. And so they kind of, you know, supported me through that passively. Uh, and then the other thing is how much time would need to be dedicated to this. Honestly, when I thought about it, I just, I didn't even think about how often I'd be doing an episode or how long the episodes would be. It just kind of, kind of happened. I, I kind of figured out how long average, um, new podcasts were per episode and so then just kind of winging it even now having the 10th episode be the last of the season you know where exactly that comes from or what it means is i'm not entirely clear except that you know i just need a a little break to to, and then to restart the next season here shortly in maybe a month or two i'm just kind of kind of go from there Uh, and i'm liking the weekly episodes although i will tell you it is uh it it can be um the, the deadlines can be a little uh stressful sometimes but nonetheless i think it motivates me to get it done so i'm going to do my best to keep them as as weekly episodes and so i also wondered you know would i would i truly enjoy it or would it really just be a burden to me uh would it be something that 
that, you know, that I started doing and it was like, oh man, now I have to do this again or, you know, these people want to hear another episode. But honestly, you know, my wife, she's been very supportive and she just tells me, you know, just keep doing it as long as you enjoy it. And honestly, I, I enjoy it and I do enjoy it. Uh, I enjoy doing it. I enjoy talking about it. I enjoy hearing feedback from other people. Uh, and I still love being an MA at my full-time job as well. And so uh, my plan is to keep doing this as long as I enjoy it. And as long as people want to keep listening to it. So the feedback is very much appreciated. Either email at nextlevelmedicalassisting at outlook.com or at Twitter at NLMA underscore official. Uh, And there you can leave voice messages, I believe, at anchor.fm for me as well. And so that feedback is always nice to hear. So when I first started looking into doing the podcast, I actually Googled to see if there were any podcasts for medical assisting that had already existed. And I was pleasantly surprised to find a few of them. Uh, The one that that, uh, sort of caught my eye to begin with uh, just so happens to be hosted by a gentleman not far from me. He lives about maybe uh, less than an hour drive from me. Uh, His name is Santino and, and his podcast is called All Things Medical Assisting. And so I I emailed him and and told him how excited I was about finding his podcast. And I was curious if he would be interested in having me as a guest. And uh, luckily he was equally excited as having me as a guest. He'd been trying to have somebody else come on as a guest and he has a decent amount of listeners and, you know, he, he, he really enjoys it as well. And so it, you know, it took a little bit of, um, it took a little bit of sort of figuring out with our schedules uh, and how that would work, whether, you know, I wanted to do it in person as opposed to say remote, um, you know, it was during COVID, but it was after vaccines had come out uh, and before Delta. So there wasn't too much stress regarding that. <clears throat> we were pretty safe, um, but ultimately it worked out and we ended up meeting up and, and, and doing an episode on his show. His show is called All Things Medical Assistant. And the episode that I'm in is called, uh, and my guest is, and so I would encourage you to go listen to it. Uh, it's just kind of like a overview of how I got into it. We kind of just make some small talk about medical assisting and uh, it was a good time. It was a good time. He was, he was, I was a little nervous as to how it would go. Um, I wasn't, I had never actually met him in person, um, Santino. And so I wasn't, you know, was I going to be very nervous? You know, how, I, how was I going to sound on the, on the podcast? Um, were we going to get along? You know, how I was the conversation going to flow, but he was so kind and a very easy person to chat with and laugh with. And he's been an MA almost twice as long as me. So we had a whole lot to talk about and he had some stuff to teach me. I mean, it was, it was a, it was a good time chatting about it, just talking about what we do and why we love it and kind of relating to the, to the things that we experience. Um, it really motivated me to move forward and go ahead and start this podcast from that point forward. He was so kind. He helped me, uh, you know, he let me know some of his equipment that he had purchased uh, and just sort of encouraged me through the process. So it was really nice and I appreciate that. As you probably have realized uh, through this season, customer service is a very high priority for me. uh, And I feel that has an effect on just about every aspect of healthcare. And so whether it be communicating with the patients or, you know, processing medication refills, giving injections or anything else, it's such an important part of what we do. Not just because we should be kind to everybody we come across, but it has ripple effects on everything. It can calm down a frustrated patient. It can prevent a patient from getting frustrated or angry to begin with. It can make a happy patient's experience even more memorable and positive. And on top 
top of that, it's contagious. If other people see you acting that way, it gets noticed and it, it encourages them to be that way as well. And some people will make an effort to learn to be the same and others will at least realize how easily and well you can interact with patients and, and they will notice the effects that it has. Uh, and hopefully, you know, learn how to do that down the line or, or learn some tips from you of, or at least be, uh, say, motivated, motivated by you to, to try that or to be that way to see what the positive effect it can have on your experience and theirs as well. And so the most important thing is to remember that we as the medical assistants are there for the patients, not just us, but the front desk, the providers, you know, everybody is there for the patients. And you will, you will always encounter patients of all attitudes, personalities, demeanors, physical appearances, races, cultures, gender identities, and political preferences. It's just gonna happen. You're dealing with the public and you know, it's, it's healthcare. So they don't, for the most part, don't choose healthcare based on that. Uh, and so you're going to come across a lot of different people with a lot of different opinions and a lot of different personalities and here it's see a lot of different things. And a medical facility is the one place that none of those None of those aspects change the respect that we give to the patient, regardless of our own personal beliefs or judgments or opinions. I mean, you know, obviously, if, if depending on the, say, the gender identity or whatever it may be, or, uh, you know, how, how the approach to healthcare might change slightly, obviously, uh, appropriately in relation to that. But as far as the respect we give them or how they're treated, uh, none of that, none of that really matters. It doesn't matter. All that stuff stays outside and everybody gets treated the same. And we just sort of uh, mold to, to what their needs are, what their personality may be. And as long as there's, you know, mutual respect there and everybody, you know, can can behave appropriately, then, it, then it's, uh, you know, nothing else really matters. We're just there to take care of, care of our patients regardless of who they are uh, or their opinions on really anything for the most part. Healthcare is a human right, uh, and there are, there are enough roadblocks to receive it that our goal should be to make it as easy, as comfortable, and convenient as possible. This was something that I really enjoyed in community health. We had sort of this uh, unspoken approach to our patients, particularly given the socioeconomic demographic that made up the majority of our patients. And it was, you know, we don't care why you come here uh, as long as you get here. Was, at least that was the way I thought of it. I can't speak for everybody else, but I felt like that was sort of the universal approach is that we, you know, we were, there was enough roadblocks everywhere else that if people got there, we, you know, we, we wanted to help them. And so another way to word this would be to like, find a way to say yes. So, you know, I've noticed in other clinics I've worked at, you know, people come and, and it's not, you know, they're, they have uh, sort of a, a lower threshold of what they'll deal with as far as I don't know, disrupting patients or, or, you know, the, the behavior from patients. And there, you know, there's a reason for that. It's fine. I, I understand why that is. Uh, but in, in community health, that threshold was much higher. And by, you know, the, nobody should be harassed uh, or abused by any means. But, um, you know, we were, if somebody did something that was annoying, or I don't know if there was an, there was a really bad smell or noise or whatever it may be uh they came with a bunch of belongings or showed up really really late i mean that that you know we would overlook most of that uh and they would be treated just with as just much just as much as respect as everybody else because they there was all kinds of reasons for them not to get health care so they were there and we wanted to treat them the best we could while we were there and we were just thankful that they they showed up uh to be a part of their um health care plan as well 
And so the, the overall idea of these concepts is that the patient will not be judged here or treated differently and that we will do everything reasonable to accommodate their situation no matter what. And so, you know, short of being harassed or, or abused, uh, and even then, you know, you want to try to calm them down. You know, your physical safety obviously is the utmost priority. Uh, but if somebody's just upset, we do our best to talk, you know, to calm the situation and, and take care of them. Most people get upset for a, a reason, whether we think it's justified or not. Uh, and they're not just out to, to make everybody's life miserable, even though sometimes it feels that way. They're actually upset about something and we just need to find out what that is and, and show them that we, we, it matters to us too, uh, to help them calm down. And so we, we can assist them the best way we can. So again, the, you know, regarding harassment and abuse, this would be the only outlier to this. And so, you know, that if it does, they, if they don't respond to any attempts to calm them or de-escalate the situation, obviously, you know, we, we, we in no way uh, need to stand there and take it. Um, you know, safety is important. If you're going to speak with a, an angry patient um, or somebody who might potentially become angry, it's, you know, it's totally appropriate to have a coworker come and stand either nearby or just outside the room. You know, you don't want to get too close and, 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 and actually further aggravate the patient, but that, you know, that shouldn't take away from the fact that you need to feel safe if you have to pull the patient out, you know, away from, uh, so you can, you can have a, a safe exit if you need to, then so be it, you know, whatever, whatever you have to do to stay safe while balancing their privacy. But, you know, you want to stay safe is the, is the most important part, obviously. And so we want to accommodate them, but we're not going to put ourselves in danger to do so. Uh, and that's, you know, it's, it's okay to ask somebody, ask a core to come stand by, you know, even now where I'm at now, if I hear a situation that might seem like it's getting a little out of control, uh, I'll actually just go stand nearby and just listen. You know, and, and, and I totally won't even step in unless it just seems appropriate or if I can be of specific assistance. Uh, and I'll just be there just in case it becomes, you know, out of their control or, or needs they need further help. And so if you, if you don't, just to clarify here, if you don't feel safe with a patient, then you should leave and tell somebody. That's important. Okay, again, we're not putting ourselves in danger. If you're with a patient and you don't feel safe or you feel uncomfortable, it is okay to, to leave and tell somebody you need to have somebody chaperone with you uh, or if appropriate to have them take over the situation and go from there. Uh, you shouldn't have to feel scared in, in doing your job. That's not that's not what healthcare is about. And so if the patient is not making not letting you feel safe and you're you know reasonably feeling unsafe, then you should please go tell somebody and, and have that support for you. That's important. So medical, medical assistants have such an important job, no matter where we work. We, we should be proud to be an MA, whether it's a stepping stone to becoming a nurse or a provider or a long-term career goal, such as it is for me. You know, I've been an MA 14 years and I love it. And, you know, I some people say, you know, you should have been a nurse, you should be a nurse. And I have lots of thoughts and, and comments about that, which might be for another episode. But, you know, for the most part, I love what I do. I don't have any regrets and I'm proud to, to be a medical assistant. Um, you know, it's, it's a, it's an amazing accomplishment and it should be celebrated as such. And so for, you know, for a lot of us just getting to that point, to be able to go to school, to be an MA is a huge step. It was for me. Uh, and I'm, you know, I've come so far since being an MA, it's as far as I'm concerned, it's basically just rescued me from what was going on, um, and was a big step and sort of gave me hope for the future in what I was doing. And so that's, you know, that's really important. We're, you know, 
clinics wouldn't be able to run without us as such they wouldn't be able to run without front desk or doctors and so it's all they're all very important positions and we should all be very proud of of what we do and so you know it, it would be it, if we weren't there you know nurses or doctors would have a lot more of a burden on them um, and and you know same goes if front desk or nurses weren't there we'd have a lot more on us so we're all really a good part of the team and we all work together and we're all equally important and so it can be so exciting to go to work uh, depending on the department you work in you never know what you will see in primary care i love watching my patients grow or progress over time i love getting to know them their families their lives i love being that friendly face when they come into the clinic and they recognize me it's you know it's even they might may or may not i don't know bring me a gift or even just remember my name you know that that means a lot to me that they're like especially when kids come in and they're like oh hey you know they totally remember me even though i gave them shots or something and they're you know they're excited to be there and, and to see me and they're not afraid to be there that to me is like invaluable because you know that they, they even care to see me that i made that impression on them um, means i really i really did a good job uh, and i enjoy that part that part of it I love being an ear for them, for a patient when they need to talk to somebody about something. Uh, it doesn't happen, you know, a whole lot, but sometimes somebody will feel comfortable just saying something to me as opposed to say the provider or, or, or how, whatever it may be. You know, I've had people confess to me that, you know, certain things are happening in their household that they couldn't tell anybody else or, or whatever it may be, uh, you know, and, and it feels nice to be able to be that person that they can they can trust and depend on and then allow me to help them with that situation appropriately whatever whatever it may be uh, i love being able to go above and beyond and do whatever it takes to accomplish something that is so important to them so whatever whatever it may be you know whatever is important to them uh, it's important to me and so it's important uh i love being able to do that where you know especially when a lot of people in you know historically maybe have had experiences where the, the ma or whoever it is anywhere is really just trying to get them to go away even whether it's in a grocery store or a department store or what restaurant whatever and they're just you know they're giving them sort of like pseudo customer service um i you know i really enjoy being able to just show them like compassion and empathy and speak with them and hear them and validate their concerns and go above and beyond and and you know it's something that may could be so small to us but is huge to them and just to be able to go ahead and do that in a system in that way and make that that change in their life they're really just it's amazing how such a small thing very small things can be you know, very, um, patients can be very grateful for it. And so it's something that I, I really enjoy and I try, I really strive to do every day and everything that I do, because you just never know when you'll have that, that opportunity um, to make a patient's day better. So I do want to say thank you to all the medical assistants and healthcare workers and allied health workers in general. Uh, the system would not work without you. And so it's, you know, we play such an important role. Obviously, even even during COVID times, it's even a bigger role. I mean, I know myself, I'm I occasionally am going to help out with swabbing for COVID. Um, and so, you know, there's a lot of people that can't do that or don't want to do that. And I don't blame them. You know, I'm, I'm in a position to where it's, you know, I'm happy to do it. It's feasible for me um, but there's you know there's a massive shortage of uh, MAs about around at least around where I am I believe it might be a, a bigger issue as well and so we're you know the job we do is so important and 
mean, I can tell you right now that even where I'm at and places around, you know, we, we have a very large shortage of, of healthcare workers. Uh, and so, you know, we need more of them. So the ones we have, we should be very grateful for, and they're very hardworking. Uh, and we, you know, can go through a lot at work, particularly now, everybody's going through a lot. And so healthcare workers sometimes can take a beating um, in, in the sense of, you know, the way patients interact with us or how hard we're working and we're short staffed. But, you know, it just shows how important we are. Uh, we, you know, we we need to be there for our patients. And so, we, you know, the, the, the fact that we're there at all and being able to give the best service as possible is really uh, very valuable um, and should be recognized. So I, I do want to take a moment to personally thank my wife and my son. Uh, they are so supportive and they go out of their way to accommodate me when I am recording an episode. Uh, we live in a small apartment and I record in the living room, so they will be making a point of staying in another room or not coming through the front door until I'm done. Uh, you know, it sounds like a little thing, but when you're in your own apartment, uh, it, you know, it means a lot, you know, for the, the, the my wife to stay in the room and, and do whatever she needs to do so there's no or minimal noise in the background. Um, for my son to text me before he actually comes home, you know, so he doesn't walk in the door when I'm doing in the middle of something. Uh, they're very accommodating and I couldn't be, I couldn't, uh, I wouldn't be doing this without them. So I, I want to thank them and I love them. I, I really appreciate their support. I also want to thank my friends uh, for supporting me in this endeavor. Uh, lots of, lots of everybody that I spoke to has been very encouraging about this, uh, whether or not they're even in the medical field. And so the, the support that I've got has been fantastic and I really appreciate it. I want to thank my previous community health employer for giving me the incredible opportunity to work in such an important field, uh, as well as everybody I worked with there. It was a um, it was an awesome experience. I would not be the MA I am today if it wasn't for there, and and uh, you know it 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 uh, it was very very valuable uh, for the person that I am today, and I am forever in debt to those people that I worked with. Uh, and the entire company over there, that what they're doing is great, not just where I work, but all of community health. Uh, what they're doing is, is great and a very difficult job. And, and, and they're just, society in general is very lucky to have them. I, I don't know how community health is in other states, but I do know here, in, at least in this area that I'm in in Washington state, uh, we have a pretty, pretty darn good community health safety net. Um, and it, it's, it's because of the people that work there that we have that and that it works so well. And so I, um, I'm forever grateful for the things I, I've seen in community health, uh, the foundation for how, how I communicate with patients and my views on equality and kindness has played such a big part in forming my values, morals, and work ethic. I wanna thank all the listeners that have emailed or otherwise relayed their support or feedback. I can't begin to tell you how much of a positive effect it has to simply receive an email saying that somebody is enjoying listening to the podcast. Self-doubt can be a big obstacle to overcome in doing this, and it would be insurmountable if I didn't have the support that I do. I want to thank my current coworkers for the incredibly hard work they do every day. Uh, a lot of what we covered in the season would be significantly more difficult if I didn't have coworkers that were dedicated and such team players. You guys are awesome. Uh, you know who you are. Thank you so much. Uh, I want to thank everybody in urgent or acute care everywhere that is and has been involved in the COVID frontline. I was so lucky to have the opportunity to experience urgent care for a few years. I absolutely enjoyed it. I learned so much, but I didn't have the resilience or mindset to go through what they go through every day. 
thank you guys for being stronger than me and thank you for putting yourselves at risk every day to help the world through this pandemic. You're very much appreciated and valued and the world is a better place because of you. Thank you for what you do. Uh, I'd like to give a shout out to AMT, American Medical Technologists, and all the hardworking and dedicated members there. I want to give a shout out to my school where I went for medical assisting, and particularly my teacher. I was so lucky to have one teacher throughout my entire MA schooling. I credit her with my passion for the field and my overall approach to healthcare. I wouldn't be where I am without her, so thank you very much. You know who you are. Uh, I really appreciate it. Uh, so, and then thank you again to all the listeners. I really appreciate you guys listening to this podcast. Um, you know, this episode, we're going to keep it a little bit short here. It's a little choppy. I apologize, but, uh, it's the end of the season here and I, I, I'm excited to start season two. I'm going to, uh, do, look into it a little bit to see what, uh, what topics to cover. If you have any suggestions, by all means, please send them to me at the email stated next level medical assisting at outlook.com or at Twitter at NLMA underscore official. I'd be happy to take topics, um, even have guests. If somebody's interested in meeting guests, please let me know. I'd be happy to, to have you on and figure out how that goes um, and, and and to go from there. So please give me some feedback and, and thank you for listening. And I appreciate your guys' time because I know uh, that there's lots of other things you can be doing with it. And so I appreciate you, you hearing me out. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And I look forward to speaking with you guys next season. Thank you for listening to Next Level Medical Assistant.